0: Hello, and welcome to Two Nerds Podcast, a podcast where two nerds talk about nerdy things. Today I'm joined by Jackson from the Glass Studios, and we're going to be talking Star Wars stuff. So. So ready. Yep, it's, it's very exciting times to be talking about Star Wars. I know I already did a Star Wars episode, but, you know, you can never talk about enough Star Wars.
1: No, I mean, I listen to your Star Wars podcast when flying over, like, these beautiful mountains in, um, I don't know. it. Well, <laughs> oh, never mind, cut that out. It makes me sound <laughs> stupid. <laughs> I can't remember where I was flying over. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Wyoming. I was flying over Wyoming. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well you. before we jump into things, Jackson, would you like to introduce yourself a little bit? I don't know if I said that already. Yes.
1: Well, I um I'm I've been making videos for about eight years now. Um I've been doing YouTube for about one year. So I've just like recently started publishing. I love editing videos, I love writing videos. A lot of my video, well, every single video I make is like weird and funny. So, I'm sure, he'll link to me in the description.
0: Oh yes, of course, because his videos are hilarious. You guys should go watch them; they're great. Clout. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta get that podcast clout. You know what I mean? I'm saying. So, Seventy
1: of the people listening go subscribe.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, the first thing <laughs> I have on the little note here is Mandalorian season one. Because it was, it was kind of highly, like, it was highly anticipated once the trailers and stuff came out. And everybody was like, eh, live action Star Wars show. Mm-hmm. I don't know about that. Yeah. And then it turned out to be really good. Or at least I think it was really good. I don't know where you stand on that. That's kind of. I,
1: I loved it. I thought, like, when will John Favreau, like, make something not good?
0: Exactly. Because,
1: I mean, made Elf. The Ultimate Fighting Champion and Friends, now The Mandalorian. Like, where where does it end with this guy?
0: The Lion King live action remake. That's the only uh, thing. That's the only thing that John Favreau did that I will openly admit was bad. Oh, I hate that movie. It's so ugh, not not to get distracted from Star Wars, but uh, it is so unoriginal is and uncreative, and just basically a shot for shot remake of the animated movie, and that's like. Really
1: good animation and, like, worse voice actors.
0: Yeah. It's just... That's over. (laughs) Uh, Okay, back to The Mandalorian. I thought it... So, obviously, I was really hyped for it. I... (laughs) Back when the trailer came out at Star Wars Celebration last year, someone, like, leaked it onto the internet. And I watched this, you know, pirated version of the trailer from someone's like really like crooked phone and I watched the trailer and I was like wow this looks like it's gonna be really good and then the official trailer came out and I watched it you know in high quality and all that and I was like whoa like, whoa. <laughs> whoa we got some a plus Star Wars content on our hands here
1: hey did they actually show baby Yoda in the trailer though or was that like a big reveal when the show came out
0: no from what I've heard and, and this is the same reason as to why we're, like, just now getting Baby Yoda merch is because they kept it very under wraps that this, that Baby Yoda was, like, the main antithesis of the entire mm-hmm. season.
1: got my, for Christmas last year, I wanted to get my dad these magnets with Baby Yoda on them. I couldn't, like, I wanted to get something Mandalorian. And so I went on Shutterfly and then got pictures off Google. And Dang. then I made him magnets. My own bootleg Mandalorian merch. Don't tell Disney they'll come after you. <laughs> They're already coming after me. It's okay.
0: <laughs> the The first piece of Mandalorian merch I got at its earliest was in December, and I got a Mandalorian phone case while I was at Disney. Ooh. Which-
1: It well, was at Disney. All the, all the good stuff comes out at Disney
0: first. That is true. But note to self, I will never buy a phone case at Disney again. That's a lie, <laughs> but- I, I try to tell myself that I won't because they're so expensive.
1: Oh, I mean, not to self-promote. In my latest video, we calculated that with a trillion dollars, you could buy Disney World nine times. <laughs> oh, so it is very expensive. Yes.
0: Wait, with how much money?
1: Trillion dollars.
0: Oh, Jeff Bezos can do that. He's like oh, absolutely. He's like on track to be the world's first trillionaire. Like 2026, yep. Yeah. Gonna buy he, Disney World he, and open 10 more. <laughs> We gotta get one on every continent where there's not one already.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. We gotta the get African,
0: needs... African Disneyland.
1: But like, this is like not really Star Wars related. But like, my problem with Disney World is it's like, no, it's not real. Like, if we could have like Disney World in those countries where it was like actually part of the, like, it showed showed the culture, then that would be really cool.
0: Yeah, I agree. Kind of like Epcot World Showcase, but actually yeah. in the countries they're supposed to be in. I agree. I think that would be really
1: cool. Or you could just go to the countries, honestly. Yeah, like... that,
0: that that's true. <laughs> you could, ju- you know, instead of going to Japan in Epcot, you could just go to, you know, Japan. You just go to Japan it is like... a country. It's a real country. It's not something they made up.
1: Epcot is so cool. I wish the world was real.
0: Oh, man. Ugh, if only the world was real.
1: I got... I'm wearing my Mandalorian shirt right now.
0: I, I wish I, found I had a Mandalorian it shirt.
1: As, it's just the Mandalorian and Baby Yoda on it. And it says the Mandalorian. Super simple. I got it at Target. It was like, I don't know. I don't know, like, when. I think I got it around December. And everyone was like, whoa, bootleg whoa. merch. But I was like, no, it was at Target. <laughs> when,
0: when, when there was, like, no Mandalorian merch out whatsoever, and you had some, everybody was like, whoa, you're so cool. Whoa. You have Mandalorian merch. Mm-hmm i was really shocked that well i guess disney had no reason to have like baby yoda merch at the ready because they didn't think he was gonna be such a huge thing they were just kind of like people are gonna be like oh yeah baby yoda he kind of cute not like oh my gosh baby yoda so cute
1: like the news stories in january were have you seen the news
0: there is a baby yoda there is a baby yoda Basically, the only positive news to come out of 2020. So, yeah, I think, so, the, one of the reasons I love The Mandalorian so much is because it's got a lot of my favorite, like, filmmakers and directors working on it. Like, I love Dave Filoni, who did, I think he co-wrote the entire first season with Jon Favreau, and then he directed a couple of his own episodes which I'm probably a little biased because The Clone Wars is my favorite show of all time. So, but no. Yeah. I think Dave Filoni is definitely he's really good at what he does. And so is John Favreau. And so are all the other directors but, on The Mandalorian.
1: It was just such like the whole thing came together so well because everyone like did such a good job. Right. Like I can't I can't pinpoint thing about the Mandalorian that I don't like. I'll probably prove myself wrong here in a few minutes.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. I, I was trying to think, like, what don't I like about the Mandalorian? There were there were a couple... I don't know. I guess there were a couple points that I didn't like. Like, I wasn't a huge fan of the Force healing in whatever episode that was in. I think it was Episode 7. Yeah.
1: And I get I've it. I've only seen, only seen all the episodes once, so don't ask yeah, me about me specifics.
0: Too. Like, or, or the wait, Force no. healing thing is... I have seen all the episodes twice because uh, when I was in when I was in Florida in January, I went to a friend's house and we binge watched the entirety of season one in one oh, day because he hadn't seen it so, yet.
1: Oh, it's so good on the first watch through.
0: Yeah, when when oh, it was so much fun to watch week to week, especially like episode seven when they left you with that cl- that cliffhanger. Oh, you're like
1: the it could not. It wasn't like. It was just like you would go places and talk about it. And then you'd get on social media and it was like, what's going to happen? Then like the speculation. And then like if you didn't watch it the day it came out, the whole thing would get spoiled.
0: Exactly. It was like you had to jump on it as soon as it came out and watch it. Otherwise, someone's going to spoil it for you. So like it
1: came out on, which is annoying. I hate it that people will spoil it. Yeah,
0: yeah. I got, I got, we're going to get into it eventually, but I got Rise of Skywalker spoiled for me back in October oh. when the leaks came out yeah the very end of the movie got spoiled and I was so mad how do leaks come out like how does that happen Uh, it was it was like one of those really bad pirated screenshots where like someone took their phone and took a picture of it and uploaded it to the internet I don't know why they uh, would do that but people you know. are just
1: to be trolls
0: one of my friends the the day before Endgame came out he sent me a, he sent me a reddit post that was like uh, you've seen Endgame right Oh yeah. Okay. Okay. Just making sure. I like to cover all my bases before I <laughs> before I, oh, get I it, just shout out Endgame spoilers. <laughs> You're just
1: like I got this spoiled and I'm like, what the heck?
0: Yeah. It's been like it's been like almost a year since the movie came out, but and, like anyone who hasn't seen it is probably never going exactly. <laughs> to see it. Exactly. They don't care enough to see it. But yeah, the day before Endgame came out, uh, he sent me a Reddit post that was like uh, Iron Man dies in Endgame. lol. And I was like, no, 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 that's got to be fake. And then when it happened. Uh... I didn't I didn't feel it as like as much emotionally because I was like, oh, this is coming. And oh. all the all the points are lining up. Yep, and there he goes.
1: It's like they make the movie and they like so much work goes into like composition and storyboarding and like just the story and the script, everything to like give you the most emotional impact. And then and you're then just going to spoil else,
0: that on the internet just, a day before it comes I- out.
1: Then it's gone, like, by some random guy that thinks it's funny.
0: <laughs> that's, that's not cool. Like... Cool. Don't I, okay. spoil. This is I can PSA. understand. I can understand doing, like, posting spoilers the day the movie comes out. Yeah. Once the movie is officially out, it's every man for himself on protecting yourself from spoilers.
1: Yeah. If you, like, if you don't want spoilers, you just gotta, like, get off. Like, yeah. don't.
0: <laughs> when Infinity War came out, I had to hide from social media for, like, a week. Because it came out... I think it came out early in europe so people were posting spoilers and stuff from europe and i had to like (laughs) drop off the social media all week did you see infinity
1: war compared to like when it was released
0: uh i saw it the day after because i went and saw it with a huge group of friends and the day after was the only day i could line up for everyone to go see it
1: we saw it with some friends on, um, like, the pre-release the night before. Oh. It was, like... I I cannot trade that experience for anything, because, like, the level of excitement of the theater literally full of people is, like, unmatched. I get yeah. goosebumps. I literally have goosebumps right now thinking about
0: it. Exactly. But, like,
1: then And then it ended, and I won't, like, spoil anything specific like it ended and everyone was just like in this dark theater you could hear a pen drop <laughs> then we walked out of the theater and it looked like we walked out of a funeral
0: <laughs> <laughs> i remember like, that cuz my we theater was like, like that too everybody was like what just happened what, what? do we do now then,
1: like, people um like seeing the next showing are like super excited and everyone is just like just coming out of it wiping, like, so their, depressed
0: they're like oh no <laughs> <laughs> like
1: wiping their tears with their captain america t-shirt <laughs>
0: Yeah, I would, I would never, uh, so I saw, so the only movies I've seen that I had like an intense crowd reaction on opening day, I saw Infinity War, Endgame, and The Last Jedi. Mm. When I saw The Last Jedi, everybody was excited about it, and everything they saw in the movie, they were like, whoa, this is so cool, and then now we're like two years almost from when it came out, everybody's like, oh my god, it's the worst Star Wars movie ever, it is <laughs> so. I don't know. I don't know where the polarizing contrast came from. Like, oh, this is the best, and now everybody's like, oh, it's the worst. It was because
1: so. it was like first experience where it's like, oh, cool movie, and then like upon further realization, yeah. Saw um, Force Awakens. I think it was like the day after it came out. We stood in line at like seven in the morning to see it, and it was cold because it was December. Yeah, and it was like. It sounds terrible, but it's so much fun. And, like, we saw it, and, like, it was the first Star Wars movie that came out in, like, what, 30 years?
0: Well, no, because this... the prequels came out Ooh. in the early 2000s. Oh, uh, I, didn't, I didn't think about that. But It, it, it would have been 10 like, years.
1: It was still 10 years, and the prequels weren't well-received, so they were yeah. hoping to get some redemption. So, like, the when the first text comes on, where it's like,
0: bah!
1: Like, the audience just, like, roars. Yep. It's like, that's the reason I don't want movie theaters to ever shut down because, like, nothing can top that experience.
0: Exactly. Like, watching a movie in your room, you know, if you have, like, a complicated sound system or whatever, that's cool. But it's not the same as, like, sitting in a movie theater, you know, the Thursday night before it officially opens. And with, like, because you know when you go in movie theaters like that, you're in with super fans who are also there like yeah we're gonna stay up late thursday night the
1: kind of people you're in the theater with are like the same kind of people that you are because of the time you're seeing it. exactly and if you see it the the pre-release it's all gonna be like crazy super fans you'll get the greatest reactions if you see it like three weeks later you usually get like a couple that didn't want to like full price for the movie tickets
0: Right. So, yeah, I definitely agree. Movie theaters should not shut down solely because of that. Because those are, like, the, the well, I already spoiled it, but when Iron Man died, or, like, when he was about to do his snap, I will never, ever get another reaction like that than the entire crowd. Like, there was people cheering, there were people crying, and then there was me, who was somewhere in between.
1: It's like this gasp. Yeah. You're like, like, because- time is frozen it's weird because it's like this fictional person is not there anymore. Like, have such an attachment. You just, it's like you're frozen in time. Like, what should I do with myself?
0: Exactly. And you're like, there's a fictional character. It's not a real person. Why do I care so much? But it's like, this is, I mean, in the case of the MCU, this is something that's been built up over 22 movies, 11 years. Oh, yeah. Like, this is then there's something people that they have- really worked at
1: people that hated on Endgame, and I'm like, they did a phenomenal job for what it was. Yeah. Like, how do you satisfy a nerd army that has been following for, like, 20 years? Yeah. Not 20 years, but, like, 20 movies, is what I meant.
0: Infinity War and Endgame are kind of on... For me, they're kind of on the same cinematic level as, like, Empire Strikes Back. Like, they're just really? these occult classics that will be classics... For the rest of time.
1: Exactly. We still talk about The Empire Strikes Back
0: because it's the best Star Wars movie. I don't and disagree. Like,
1: <laughs> and, like, you know, Infinity War, with, like, even though I was, like, depressed at the end, it's still one of the greatest movies I've ever seen.
0: I agree. It was just... Ugh. Man, we really, we really like, got oh. sidetracked from talking about Star oh. Wars. Oh. <laughs> I mean,
1: like did you expect when you opened this podcast
0: that's very true <laughs> is
1: there ever like does does anyone on the show ever stay on topic <laughs> no not really <laughs> when you try and enforce that something i've learned is like when you try and enforce people to stay on topic in videos like when it's unscripted it just comes off unnatural so you just gotta
0: go with it yeah you just kind of gotta you know let the conversation flow because that's really what a podcast <laughs> is it's just a conversation between two or three people and they're just talking about kind of like a loose general topic. Yeah,
1: I mean, it's not like we're like, you know, going that far off. We're still talking about movies, right?
0: <laughs> You're well, so
1: squeaky. I feel like I shouldn't be on a podcast because of this.
0: Oh, I had to switch out my chair because my chair was really squeaky. Well, while we're on the topic of movies, <sighs> I okay, I'm really interested to see how this conversation's gonna go <laughs> because. If, correct me if i'm wrong, but did i hear you say that the last jedi is the worst star wars movie?
1: It's not the worst, it's the fucking worst.
0: What what is the because worst the for you? The
1: worst, worst is obviously The Phantom Menace. I know that is like the most popular opinion on the internet, but it's just cuz it's true.
0: I always put Attack of the Clones as the worst because and And, you know, if I had to rank them, Attack of the Clones is at the very bottom, and then right above that is the Phantom Menace? Only because Mm -hmm. of Darth Maul.
1: Well, everyone makes the the argument where, like, Phantom Menace is good because it has the Duel of Fates. That's like one part
0: of a movie. (laughs) That's a
1: pretty cool fight and a really good song. If I make a sandwich and everything is terrible but my last bite, I'm not going to tell you it was a good sandwich.
0: Yeah, it was a bad sandwich, except for this one bite. Except for this one bite. Yes,
1: if you were talking about the Duel of Fates, yeah. Great fight. I love the song. John Williams does a phenomenal job. That's yeah. the only, like, the only thing that happens in the movie. They're exactly. In the everything desert, else is just, like,
0: like political red tape. Yeah. There's, like,
1: they're just, like... In the desert and like have dialogue for like an hour and a half and there's this fight then it's just more dialogue
0: yeah it it's not it's definitely not my favorite out of the prequels Revenge of the Sith is definitely my favorite and I think Revenge of the Sith is the best out of the prequels it is
1: because something actually happens
0: <laughs> exactly it's like the whole movie is just constant action 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 like they they fight and kill Dooku in the beginning and then it's You know, it takes a little bit of a lull, but then, you know, they're kind of setting up Anakin's turn to the dark side, and then uh, Obi-Wan fights Grievous, and then Mace Windu fights Palpatine, and Anakin turns to the dark side in Order 66, and, like, once you get past that halfway point in the movie, it just, like, skyrockets from there. Of course,
1: it's, like, a lot darker than the other films, but that's kind of what I like about it. Yeah. It's
0: a little different. And it's kind of, like... It's kind of, like, it has to be darker because it has to set up Anakin's turn to the dark side and turning into Darth Vader.
1: Well, if it wasn't darker, it'd be anticlimactic. Exactly. And on the account of Attack of the Clones, I think it is the second best because, like, once you get past, like, an hour, maybe, it starts to pick up. They have, like, the arena fight, and then, um... And then there's, like, the droid factory and all this stuff at the end. But like, you no, know, the first half is mainly dialogue. You gotta People get past walking. that
0: cheesy, romantic dialogue.
1: Oh, I, which I don't know if I ever will. As a writer, it makes, like, my spine tingle. Uh,
0: it's so... Uh, <gasps> I don't like sand. It's coarse and rough. And yeah, nobody cares, Anakin. Nobody cares.
1: In another... But in, like, a sense, It's brilliant. Anakin is like this angsty weird teen like says stupid crap
0: <laughs> like, George Lucas somehow makes it so bad that it's kinda good it's, well then he's like
1: I was haunted by the kiss you'd have never given me
0: it's so it's so angsty
1: <laughs> and it's like or like Ewan McGregor that has to like interact with these lifeless CGI's like Aiden Christensen and then <laughs> Sorry, that was mean. But it
0: was no, good. it's so, it, Aiden Christensen is like, he's kind of eh in Attack of the Clones. And then he really is like really good in episode three. Oh, he's so.
1: terrible in, he's not good in the second episode. And then the third, he's like this really great actor. I don't know if they like got him some lessons in between <laughs> or like, what. Okay,
0: listen, if you're going to keep playing Anakin, you've got to get some acting lessons. Okay.
1: He has like that, um, the classic Lego haircut. Oh, yeah like the like Lloyd's original haircut but yeah. brown and like a total dork right now but I don't care.
0: <laughs> I think they gave him not not to nerd out about Legos for a minute, but I think they gave him a new haircut that's like slightly more accurate or maybe they maybe there is a hairpiece that people use now that's a little bit more wow. accurate to his revenge of the Sith hair. I thought
1: the original was like most accurate of like the like all of most of the like the hairs in any of like the branded sets, I thought that one was probably the most accurate,
0: yeah, I agree so the the so the general consensus on the prequels for us is it's kind of a little mixed like there's good stuff in there and there's bad stuff in there. How do you feel about the original trilogy
1: I feel is that it is they are very good movies. Like, Everyone praises the original trilogies and think, like, oh, the sequels are terrible. If you compare, like, Darth Vader and Ben Kenobi's lightsaber fight compared to, like, modern choreography, so they don't really hold up.
0: Yeah, you can't compare, you know, 1970s fight choreography to what we have here in 2020. I
1: mean, seriously, but, like, Darth Vader and um, Ben Kenobi, they... Had their lightsaber props, and their one, their one thing that they were told was try and have a good fight, but don't break the props. Yeah. <laughs> so they're kind of like poking.
0: And I mean, so part of the fight was it wasn't it was never supposed to be like the same a fight on the same caliber as like Obi Wan and Anakin and Revenge yeah. of the Sith, because this is like old man Obi Wan and crippled Darth Vader, exactly meeting so, for the first
1: time. Wars original. The original trilogy holds up so well because, like, the original trilogy is like peak storytelling.
0: Yes. It's I so
1: agree. good and so consistent. And so, like, it wraps up beautifully. And the effects they used were so practical, they will never go out of date.
0: Exactly. Like, you can go back and like, watch Empire Strikes Back today, and it still looks great like George
1: Lucas's like use of practical effects where he has like a real AT-AT but it's tiny. Like that's amazing. That's why this like the um the prequels have like this really weird like 2000 CGI like Sharkboy Lava Girl stuff.
0: Exactly. And it, lo- it, it <laughs> and now it looks really offputting because CGI has advanced so much in you know the 10 12 years since those came out. Yep. So, yeah, I agree. Uh, I, say,
1: I say two thumbs up that don't always hold up to our standards now
0: yeah and i think while the while the originals are very good like no well okay not very good they're excellent amazing you know some peak cinema yeah. i think star wars fans use them as a comparison tool too much i agree Because when the sequels came out, or when The Force Awakens came out, everybody was like, well, let's compare it to A New Hope, which is like this great movie. Uh, No, how about we don't do that? Because The Force Awakens...
1: Let's compare this this movie from like 2017 this movie from like 1976? Which
0: one are you talking about? A New Hope? A New Hope was 77?
1: 77? I think. It was the year my dad was born, so I feel feel like I should know.
0: (laughs) Alexa, when did Star Wars a New Hope come out? I want to say it was May 25th, 1977. Star
1: Wars: Episode 4, A New Hope was released about 43 years ago on May 25th, 1977. Yes, I was right. Oh, I was close. I was so close. Yeah. Just so professional.
0: Yep, yep. <laughs> I have to ask my I have to ask my Alexa for help.
1: We, we got all the information before we started.
0: Yeah, I have everything on a very nice Google Doc. It's all beautiful.
1: Yes, it's on my Google Drive. Uh.
0: But yeah, I think people unfairly and unjustly, like, hold the sequels to mm-hmm. the, the prequels and the originals when each trilogy is kind of trying to do its own thing. Uh, and I if get you... it. You can compare it as, like, Star Wars movies, but as if you compare them as just movies, that's not really fair.
1: Like, my problem with movies like The Phantom Menace, where people are like, "Oh, you have to have it in the full context," I'm like, "There's the full context. I don't like it because it like messes up the original trilogy with like midi chlorians and stuff." Yeah, which then
0: which like midi chlorians never referenced again after the prequels. Oh oh that's why i hate it then like they're like oh they're just look at it
1: as a movie it's a movie it's horrible storytelling yeah, it's
0: still, it's still it's terrible structured. as a movie
1: it's just like alone it is like one of the worst structured movies i've ever seen it's not as bad as um wrinkle in time definitely not i don't know if you saw that it came out a few years ago no it's i never terrible. got around to
0: watching that one
1: um, <laughs> it's it's on Disney Plus if you want like a good laugh because it has like it has Oprah, Winfrey, and oh, Mindy I remember Kaling that.
0: with
1: Reese Spoon, but um Oprah is giant the entire time. She's like the size of a building. It's really wow. weird. And then Mindy Kaling is in it, but she like only speaks in quotes, so it's like a complete waste of her comedic talents. That's
0: another movie. <laughs> yeah, that, that... oh my. I never saw it because it's, um, I never saw it because it just never popped up on my radar to be like, oh, I need to, you know, watch this movie.
1: That cool of a movie. (laughs) Yeah.
0: So, before we talk about the sequel trilogy, which Mm -hmm. I feel like you and I are going to be very differing on.
1: This is the day that I was never invited back. (laughs)
0: How do you feel about the other two Disney Star Wars movies being Rogue One and Solo?
1: Rogue One and Solo. I saw um, saw about half of Solo, and I wasn't a huge fan. But I don't know if I can give like a full opinion because I didn't see the whole thing. I can give half of an opinion. Oh, so I think that it could have been better, and I don't think it was necessary. Did we really need to know all of the stuff about Han Solo? C- cares?
0: No. I, I think Solo is a good... I like... Okay, I love the concept of Solo. Like, getting back to the, you know, the Star Wars space western, you know...
1: Oh, yeah. Cowboys and
0: that kind of thing. Lando... Lando from Solo gives off, like, space. I love Childish Gambino's... Oh. Uh, Donald
1: Glover does, like, such a good job.
0: Yes. I love his portrayal of Lando, and I hope they do more with that. Be it a Lando mm-hmm. movie or a spin-off show, I don't know. I want more Donald Glover Lando. Short
1: film, I don't care. Like, a YouTube skit, I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> like,
0: something. As My for favorite the,
1: character in the community. So.
0: As for the rest of Solo, it was kind of hit or miss for me. So, and and the one thing that really kind of bothered me about solo uh i know you haven't seen any of the clone wars um so no. i guess spoilers but, okay to
1: talk about it though it's not <laughs> uh
0: so darth maul comes back in the clone wars and yes. if you okay if you didn't watch the clone wars at all and you just watched the movies the last time aside from solo when you see darth maul is you know he gets cut in half and then by the time you get to solo Darth Maul just kind of shows up again. You're like, hold on a second. I thought he was dead. So, mm-hmm. if you didn't watch the Clone Wars to know that, oh, hey, you know, Darth Maul's alive again, then it's kind of, you kind of, like, get you're weirded out, and you're like, why is Darth Maul back? I thought he was dead. So, aside from that, and, I mean, there was some story stuff that I didn't think was that great, but I think Solo was a good movie.
1: Uh I... I a big problem I had with it was I thought it was dark, like, not in like the story, but like the lighting. I could not see what was happening. Yeah. <laughs> and I understand like lighting is a big part of like visual storytelling, where like you can you can definitely change the mood of the scene. But, like, can't see.
0: <laughs> right. It, it was just to a point where like, what's going on on the screen? I can't. What's happening? I like, can't see.
1: I don't know. I. Really, Chewbacca is like my favorite Star Wars character, and so like seeing him was really cool because you don't really get to see a lot of Chewbacca in action in some of the other movies, right? So I really liked that. It was just like, what's the point?
0: Yeah, it was. It was a. It was an unnecessary movie that is un. It's unnecessarily hated on, like. Hmm. I think your criticisms are fair. I'm not going to deny that because everyone, you know, has their right to an opinion and, you know, to criticize. But I think Solo too often is the object of so many people's just like, oh, this is why Disney Star Wars is bad.
1: Like, even all that said, it wasn't like I had a horrible time watching the movie. Right. It's still like, you know, really well directed and like of the dialogue is like really weird or anything i think like it's a pretty stand-up movie there's just like things that i wasn't a big fan of
0: right and i mean that's fair you know you're not gonna 100 percent love mm-hmm. every single movie ever made
1: there's rogue one
0: <laughs> yeah okay i i really liked rogue one it's not my favorite Out of all the Star Wars movies, but I thought it was really good.
1: I knew someone who said, we were just having, like, the, you know, your everyday Star Wars conversation. He said, don't get mad. I think the best Star Wars movie ever made is Rogue One. Uh, no. And I was like, eh, I don't know. Like, the reasoning was, like, it was in the... Was in the time span of like when Star Wars was great, like you know, right literally right before A New Hope, right? It was done in um, a modern style that looked gorgeous.
0: Yeah, I really loved how much they leaned into it being almost more of like a Star Wars war movie.
1: Hmm, I agree
0: because you know, obviously, all of the other Star Wars movies are about like you know, good versus evil and fighting a war, yeah. but they Star. never yeah they never got into like the nitty-gritty of this is what goes on in a war people are gonna die like this is like you know what happens we need
1: star we need star wars 1917 is what i mean
0: yes i oh i would love that
1: (laughs) mendez if you're listening definitely is yeah i need you to direct 1917 but with star wars characters thank you
0: i'm sure disney would love that oh oh yeah that would be a that would be a big cash cow for them yeah. Although Disney kind of looks at Star Wars and they say, hmm, how much money can we get out of this cash cow before nobody <laughs> wants it anymore? Hmm. It's like, well,
1: I mean, we talk about these movies, where we're like, oh, I don't like that movie. But we still saw it. Like, there's yeah, money exactly. in their
0: pocket.
1: <laughs> we saw it. Like,
0: we can't take that back.
1: <laughs> like, we can hate on the movie all we want. It's still money in their pocket. Exactly.
0: It's money. We're not getting back and they got to the keep for that. I think
1: what I love about Rogue One is um, it's such a balance between, like, classic Star Wars and modern Star Wars. It's the good things about modern Star Wars were like, oh, you know, this is a gorgeous movie. Some of the beach and water scenes in mm-hmm. that movie are, like, phenomenal. Then you keep some of the classic storytelling elements. and Like, all of it, like, really came together.
0: Right. And this is one thing I'm definitely going to hold against the sequel trilogy, is I think the sequels, they leaned too much on your nostalgia for the the originals.
1: Absolutely, 100%.
0: And Rogue One, while it did include original trilogy characters, they were not the main focus of the movie. Exactly. So at some point... At some point, you're like, oh, hey, there's R2-D2. That's cool. Fleeting moment. And we're back to the characters that we're invested in for this movie.
1: Well, it's like I wish Disney would realize it's okay to make Star Wars without Luke Skywalker. Exactly. It's okay
0: to make original characters.
1: Like, that's what I love about The Mandalorian is it's Star Wars, but it's not in-your-face Skywalker Kenobi.
0: Exactly. And one thing I'm worried about for the Mandalorian season two is they have like all of these new up and coming, like they have, or not new, but they have like all of these old characters from animated shows coming into season two. Reportedly like Ahsoka is supposed to be in there. Reportedly. Yeah. Sabine from rebels is supposed to be in there.
1: Until it's out. We won't really know. I am very scared to see what they do. Cause I don't really want, like, Boba Fett to be a main character. Right. What I love about The Mandalorian is it's Mandalorians. Boba Fett is not the only Mandalorian.
0: Right. I'm and like, they need... Uh, I hope they just don't... Like, I'm fine with these, like, existing characters coming in for an episode or two. But I don't want them to I, stay.
1: I can't... Like... Also, plays off of the plan, like taking your nostalgia and turning it into money. They're like, oh my goodness, it's Ahsoka. She's here right. in real life.
0: Which I don't know how I feel about that in general. <laughs> like,
1: I don't know. I don't know if they could make her look real. If they could make it look right to please people.
0: Yeah, I, I don't know how I feel about them just making all of these animated characters in live action. Yeah, I guess. But. You know they were animated first, and that's obviously the version I'm going to be more biased towards.
1: The same reason I don't we don't like the Lion King remake. Exactly. <laughs> you you can't remake the same content and then expect people to be like flood in and love it like they used to. Right. Um, a big thing that happens in movies and TV shows is they take the aspect of the show and make it and treat it like it's a plot. Like you can bring. Boba Fett, in if you want, but Boba Fett being there is not a plot. Right. needs to be more. And a series that is very, very guilty of doing this is The Goldbergs. So, this is a little side tangent. I used to watch The Goldbergs like all the way through, it got to like season five. Then it stopped because it wasn't about the characters and it was about them being in the 80s. The time it takes place is not a plot point. (laughs) Right. It is a plot point. It's not the plot.
0: Right, and that's kind of when you lose what the show was about to begin with. Exactly. So yeah, Rogue One, good Star Wars movie.
1: Rogue one, good.
0: Now, well, okay, take it or leave it. The sequel Sorry. trilogy.
1: To ruin the friendship.
0: Let's let's just go movie by movie. We're gonna go one by one.
1: Okay. Look how heated this is. This is. <laughs> <laughs>
0: i feel like with the sequel trilogy i have controversial opinions but i don't Mm -hmm. really know because there's i don't want to call it controversial but there's also a fair share of people who feel the same way about the movies that i do. but it's okay to have
1: controversial opinions that's the point of an opinion right (laughs) i'm not gonna hate you for an opinion
0: right neither am i this is just you know we're debating (laughs) talking about movies
1: someone is intentionally listening to it for some reason
0: right i'm not like if you disagree with me i'm not gonna come egg your house or something like <laughs> unsubscribe if you disagree. so the force awakens. force awakens where do you stand on this movie
1: i think of the of the sequels it's probably my favorite i wouldn't say it's the best but it's my favorite I don't know if it's because of the experience I had seeing it in the theater right when it came out. And it was such a big deal. Like, Star Wars is back. It was, like, introducing all these cool new characters. And there was, like, you no, know, of course it was kind of like a modern retelling of A New Hope. I'm okay with that. It wasn't a shot-for-shot remake, which is like, way better. So I would say, like, solid B-plus movie.
0: That's fair. That's fair. I so I initially saw it when it came out in 2015, or actually I saw it. I think I saw it New Year's Day 2016. So it was it was quite a fair bit after it had come out, and I when I saw it I loved it because it was the first Star Wars movie I'd ever seen in theaters, and I thought it was great. And I bought it when it came out on DVD, and I watched it, and then. Once The Last Jedi came out, I was kind of like, eh, The Force Awakens. It's a good movie, but it's not. It's kind of, it's kind of meh.
1: I I really need to rewatch it because it's been a long time.
0: Yeah. I was working on like a video essay for the sequel trilogy. And I wanted to like go through and rewatch because I've been pretty hot and cold with the sequel trilogy. And I I wanted to go through and rewatch it and see like, okay, if I watch it again, is my opinion going to change? And I rewatched it and I was like. When I rewatched it a couple months ago, I was specifically looking at, like, okay, what did they do with direction and lighting? And how did this story beat conflict with, you know, this story beat in another movie? And when I broke it down and really looked at it, I liked The Force Awakens a lot more than I did before. Interesting. So, Just I think. knowing
1: the little details.
0: Yeah, and especially, like, I like J.J. Abrams as a director, he's not my favorite. But I think he's a good director. Maybe not the best writer, but... I'm
1: trying to... I don't know what else he's um he's directed. Let me see.
0: I know he's done... He did a couple Star Trek movies, I think. I think he did some Star uh, Trek before Star Wars.
1: Produced, he produced Lost. I did not know that.
0: Oh, I, I knew that, but it was in the back of my head. Because I remember someone mm. telling me that.
1: He's done a whole lot, but not a whole lot I've seen.
0: <laughs> yeah. I, I only really knew he existed because of the Force Awakens. Like, that was he the kind first of, thing kind that of, I saw of his that... Yeah.
1: Well, he, he kind of blew up when The Force Awakens was out, because it was like, oh, a new Star Wars for the first time in, like, a decade.
0: Who's responsible who's for this movie?
1: Charge of this? Who's responsible for this?
0: <laughs> I feel like that so, that's kind of a common thing with directors, is, like, if you don't like the movie, you're like, who's responsible for this abomination?
1: <laughs> exactly. Exactly because they are kind of responsible. Usually, if there's a problem, it's something that the director would have, like, overseen.
0: Yeah. So... But if it's a story what's... beat... if the di- Okay, if the director had no say in writing the movie, then you can't fault them with a story beat, because that wasn't their fault. Of course not. It's not. But if you're in, like, a J.J. J. Abrams case, when, you know, he co-wrote... I'm pretty sure he co-wrote The Force Awakens and yeah, The Rise of Skywalker. So if you have any story issues with those movies, then yeah. You can fault them to JJ. Yeah, he's your guy. (laughs) So. I mean, The Force Awakens. (laughs) Another Star Wars movie that is overly hated for unfair reasons.
1: is like, everyone nitpicks at it, but if you watch it, it's an enjoyable experience.
0: Yeah, if you You want to sit down and have, like, a family movie night, I would turn on The Force Awakens for that. Absolutely.
1: It's, like, just, I don't know. I feel like we nitpick too many movies, and there's no, like... No one judges a movie based on just how much they enjoyed it.
0: Right. Alright. The Last Jedi.
1: Last Jedi. Oh, boy. This is where, this is where it goes downhill.
0: Yeah.
1: You want to go first?
0: Um, okay, yeah. I'll go first. So, okay. I have kind of a little history with The Last Jedi. It was the first Star Wars movie that I saw on release night, like the Thursday night before... And when I saw it, I I really loved a lot of it. Aside from mm-hmm. the Canto Bite, which to this day, even as my opinion has gone up and down, the one thing that has stayed consistent is I hate the Canto Bite part of the Last Jedi, and I wish it didn't exist.
1: Which one, is that, the, is that yeah. the casino?
0: Yeah, that's when they go to the casino.
1: Yeah, and yeah. I I stand by that.
0: <laughs> so I really like I liked. Like, I loved the fight when Rey and Kylo teamed up on the Praetorian Guards. And say what you will about the Holdo maneuver, I thought it was cool. At least from a visual standpoint, it looked really cool. And it was like a huge shock in the theater when everyone saw it for the first time. They were like, whoa, this is nuts!
1: When I saw it in theaters and, like, she did it, they did such a... It was such a good idea, (laughs) like, make the sound cut. Just the sound goes away. It was dead silent, and then she, like, cuts through the Star Destroyer, which is, like, the nerdiest sentence I've ever said. Yep. Like, (laughs) you can, like, hear people heavy breathing. Then it, like, goes through. And then when I saw it in the theater, it was dead silent, except for this one kid in the back. And all you hear is, oh. "Oh." That was, like, he captured everyone's reaction was just, oh. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. But to be nitpicky don't like the hold Hold'em maneuver.
0: Yeah, I, I, while I like it, I understand the plot holes where it's like, well, why didn't they use that on the Death Star? Well, why didn't they use it here, 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 and here? Like, yeah, I understand that nitpick, that's, and I... That's
1: the problem where they're like, it's the problem when they do like, huge things like that where you can be like, well, why didn't Superman turn back time all the time? Right. Like, why didn't they do that all the time?
0: Or that's like... Not- and I guess this not, is a little head of, ahead, but, you know, force healing from the Rise of Skywalker. Yeah. Like, well, why didn't Obi-Wan Literally. force heal Qui-Gon? Or...
1: Oh, that's, that's true. We're like, the problem with these universes that like have been going for so long is to introduce new things creates plot holes. Right. Like, the Mandalorian is brand spanking new, and they introduce force healing, and then they used it in Rise of Skywalker, and you're like... There was this all along during, like, you know, Order 66. Why isn't Qui-Gon still alive? Why, exactly. like, I couldn't, like, you'd think the Emperor would be able to heal Anakin to right. the point where he didn't have
0: a robot suit. Like, wh- where was this? Exactly. So, yeah, I understand the little nitpicks. In terms of The Last Jedi overall, when I, so I saw it, and then after I saw it for the first time, As I thought about it, I kind of jumped on the same bandwagon as everyone else. It's like, oh, Rise of Skywalker, or not Rise of Skywalker, uh, Last Jedi Bad, uh, worst Star Wars movie of all time. And I was kind of on that bandwagon for a while. And then I watched it again a couple months ago when I did my sequel trilogy rewatch. And I, personally, I think it's the best movie out of the sequel trilogy. Really? yeah, I know that's kind of controversial because everybody's like, well, it stands out the most. And I'm like, yeah, oh, that's I, true.
1: I appreciate that opinion. It's like, I mean, being the best sequel, but being the best movie in the sequel trilogy... Yeah, isn't that's that's really not really that an accomplishment. It's not, it's not that hard. But... <laughs> I, my problem with The Last Jedi... Is I I had this problem when I saw it in the theater. I usually, don't have these problems until I like watch it at home. I like had this in my head during the theater. I hate the way it's directed. Like, really, I I just hate the way it looks. I feel like Ray is always like super far away or in like a tripod shot all the time. I feel so disconnected.
0: That's a fair point
1: and i feel i really don't like what they did with luke it kind of like spun what luke was all about in the original trilogy and made him like this angry hermit and it made me kind of like dislike luke skywalker and i kind of forget like he place he's so different in the sequels that like i forget like that's luke skywalker you know like right. i was gonna go to tashi's and get some power converters like,
0: that's the same guy right <laughs> like the same whiny little kid from Tatooine is now an angry hermit
1: now a whiny old guy
0: like yeah. <laughs> I I get that and to go mm-hmm. on like the the way it was directed I don't know if it's I don't know if it's specifically the direction but I think the cinematography in the movie especially when you get to Crate is some of my favorite out of like I Crate,
1: Crate is really good I feel like like we judge these movies, like because we've seen so many good things, but like, where was that filmed? Like, what is Crate in exactly. real life?
0: I think it's the I th- I want to say it's the Salt Flats in Nevada. That's the only thing I could think of.
1: Awesome, and it's also the best map on Battlefront Two Walker. Yes, so I want to yes. put that out there. Yes, just saying, I wanted that out there. Uh, like. I like the end and yeah. the um I kind of feel the way the way I feel about the Last Jedi is the way I feel about the Pacific Rim movies. Where I'm like, oh, like if I go into it where I'm like this, analyze the story and the visual and everything, I'm like, yeah, I'm not a huge fan. But if I'm just watching it, I'm like, that's
0: cool. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. I can understand that, and I mean. When I say best out of the sequel trilogy, not really an accomplishment because all the sequel movies have their fair share of issues.
1: They all have their faults. Yeah. It's not it's not a bad movie by any stretch. It's still a good movie, but some, I don't like a lot of the characters.
0: Yeah. Now, what I will every, say, every- Rose is not my favorite character. And let me be clear. I'm not saying that Because, you know, she's Asian or a female or whatever. I just didn't like the way she was written into the movie. It's purely on the faults of the writer.
1: She got, like, she got so much unnecessary crap for that role. (laughs) And it was the writer's fault.
0: Exactly. It was not the actress's fault for what she had to do in that movie.
1: The fact that in Rise of Skywalker they gave her such a smaller part makes me sad.
0: (sighs) J.J. Abrams literally wrote her out of the movie. Like
1: understand how people didn't like her instead of just like getting her out, they should have fixed it.
0: Yeah, they should have done something completely like like, better with her. Like imagine if Rose got to go with everyone on that you know. I
1: think if she went on the journey, I would have like learned to like her more. Right. Because like, I don't, I have my opinions about her character because I never got to see any more of her.
0: Right, you get to see, like, this real- You you get to see the scene in the beginning when her sister dies, and that's kind of the only thing you know about her, is like, oh, that's her sister, and she's very sad, and she doesn't like slavery. But I don't think anyone likes slavery, so that's not really, like, a- It's it's not not not, really a character moment. (laughs) If it's a, you know, opinion that is seen by the general consensus as bad. And apparently her character gets- Her character gets more- like, in the comics and stuff. Like, apparently the comics show how her and her sister met Leia.
1: Hmm. I don't, I don't like what Disney's doing with their books and comics, where can't... Like, I understand it's a huge story, and you can't just, like, cram it all in. I would like to have, like, some kind of clue what's going on without reading three books before I see the movie. <laughs>
0: exactly. I shouldn't have to do homework to see my movie. Exactly supposed to be fun. <laughs> right. And, and it's not fun to have to be like, okay, let me let me read three books and no, now I know what's going on.
1: the Beginning of the Last Jedi makes no sense if you didn't play Battlefront 2 because the campaign like sets it up.
0: Oh, yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh, and I then there's like the, I I forget the Battlefront 2 as a campaign sometimes.
1: Well, it was kind of short. You just played it and then it was over.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Like, we can get to that breaker. later.
0: I have feelings about yeah. the the Battlefront 2 campaign.
1: Me too. Me too. The codebreaker in The Last Jedi?
0: I hate
1: him. <laughs> plot
0: convenience.
1: I like exactly. It's like, oh, we meet this random guy in jail. He has everything we could ever need.
0: Exactly. Oh no. It's such a plot compliment. With-
1: oh no, he's with the bad guys. could have predicted this? <laughs>
0: Yeah, they kinda I gave it away when he was like on the ship and he's like, Oh yeah, this guy that we stole the ship from, you know, he's selling to, you know, the resistance and the first order. Like he's kinda playing both sides. Uh-huh. And when you know when you know he's okay with that and he's like, Well, it's all about the money, yeah. Well, I don't yeah, think anybody yeah. suspected that's where or anybody well, didn't deal. suspect that's where it was going.
1: They play it off like a big reveal and you're like uh, yeah. <laughs>
0: no, I actually, I saw this coming, like, ten minutes ago. You know, when you showed it to like, me. Like, uh, yeah.
1: When you showed it to me.
0: <laughs> How do you feel about Snoke dying? I was
1: disappointed. I know he was, like, kind of explained in Rise of Skywalker. But, like... He's a he was, clone. He's a clone. <laughs> but, like, whole thing in um The Force Awakens where he's like... Almighty Snoke, he can destroy the universe. And then he does And he's just like, slice. <laughs> it gets outsmarted by Rey, who we still don't know a whole lot about.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: And it's just like, I don't know. It was disappointing, and it really undid a lot of the anticipation like, that was built up in The Force Awakens.
0: Yeah, I... I can agree with that. I think the scene was really cool. I'll never get over seeing that in the theater when you know Kylo Ren just like stabs him through the chest, and everybody goes, oh, "Whoa!" So-
1: <laughs> oh, it's such a good. It's just like Pacific Rim.
0: Everybody like, the, just all flips this, like,
1: out. The only thing I can compare it to, where like if you overanalyze it, it's just like that fun. If you just like, whoa, but then
0: it's amazing. Yeah, the common trend That's- for me. For the sequels is you kind of just got to turn your analytical brain off and be like, yep, I'm going to watch a movie tonight because uh, I need we to have, see something fun.
1: We have the similar curse where it's like you kind of learn about how movies are made and like how to make movies and all this. You're like, oh, that's wrong. Right. So like for someone who doesn't know any of that, you're like, oh, OK, it's a good movie i like point out all these little things and it drives my family crazy but yeah, same well like when we go to the movie theater trailers will come on and i will like rate it on a scale of one to ten based on the trailer
0: yeah it's it's definitely a double-edged sword because well it is you know it's fun to break down a movie and be like oh this this That's this true. and this is what makes it good you're also like this this will never this enjoy is what makes it bad
1: <laughs> i will never enjoy a movie ever again
0: exactly okay
1: <clears throat> oh, one more problem I had with the Last Jedi oh. is they tried to make it funny and. Film.
0: Yes, I I can agree with that. Star Wars movies have never been comedies.
1: Well, Star Wars movies have been kind of funny in a way where there's like, oh, C three PO is scared, like, ha ha,
0: ha ha, very funny. Not,
1: not like this is a joke.
0: <laughs> yes. Like, of
1: a Marvel thing.
0: Well, when I say, like, they've never been comedies, I mean, like, they've never been, like, an Adam Sandler movie, which is meant oh, to, you know, not. be funny and invoke ha reaction.
1: Yeah, where they tried so hard. Like, like little, like, anticlimactic like moments where, like, the, um, the Force Awakens comes out and she tries to hand Luke his lightsaber and it's like... Whoa, then like two I years remember, later. I remember
0: waiting two years to find out what's like, going to do the lightsaber, and he just it throws it over his
1: happen. head. What was it? it? Like, I see what they were kind of going for, where you were like, ha ha ha, I can't believe I waited for that. But it was more, like, frustrating for me. Yeah. Where I was like no. <sighs> you left me waiting for two years
0: so he could throw
1: it over his shoulder?
0: If they came out back to back, then yeah, maybe I would be a little more okay with it. But I had yeah. to wait two years speculating. Is he going to take it? Is he going to oh. turn it on? What's he going to do? Dude, is he going to, like, turn to the dark
1: side right now?
0: <laughs> exactly. And that's, what is this? As much as I like The Last Jedi, that is one thing that I still just don't like. All right. Also, Chewbacca is my favorite, but he
1: does nothing in The Last Jedi, and that bothers me. Thank <laughs> you.
0: <laughs> okay, okay. Before Rise of Skywalker, though, how do you feel about Porgs?
1: I am indifferent on the Porgs. Because I, I know that, like, there was lots of, I think it was, um, um, what's the word? It's the, it has a cereal. Puffins. That's what it is. Like, on the island they were filming, there were lots of puffins. Instead of, it was much easier to create porgs in their place instead of editing them out. So I understand that, but I feel like they kind of touched on it too much, where it was like, look at this merch opportunity!
0: Yeah, but that's been all Star Wars movies, though. Actually, <laughs> Dio, Dio, and the Sith troopers were the cash grab for the Rise of Skywalker.
1: Oh yeah, where well, they were like, and then you know, like um... both
0: things that did like nothing in the movie. Exactly. That's, that's kind of the point of a merch cash grab. <laughs>
1: like the very definition of like a
0: merch cash grab so okay hot take but also kind of facts sith troopers do more in battlefront 2 than they did in the rise of skywalker
1: okay i feel bad that that's true
0: yeah like <laughs> maybe it's it the fact that you can play as them but you know they they look really cool
1: it looks so cool and I then wish they did more oh so rise of skywalker hey or nay
0: for me big nay nay I don't like Rise of Skywalker for a myriad of reasons and some of them may be considered minor nitpicks but they're just things that I really can't get over I I
1: feel that it's like you know I don't know if it's just my opinion or if that's like I don't know if that's like there, uh, there are there are some things in Rise of Skywalker I can't get over
0: My biggest thing with The Rise of Skywalker is, and I guess this is the whole sequel trilogy, is it feels like two people fighting over, like, a stick or something. Because, like, J.J. did stuff in The Force Awakens, and then Ryan tugged it away for The Last Jedi, and then J.J. tugged it back for Rise of Skywalker, and it feels like there's no cohesive connection between any three of these movies.
1: I only agree. like... And I think... And and it's
0: not like, okay, it's not like this kind of thing has never been done, where they're like, okay, we're going to do different directors and writers for these movies, because the MCU does it, like, for almost every
1: movie. That's how you get a diverse set of movies.
0: Exactly. But the problem is, they, I think the sequel trilogy would have turned out better if they hired one person to write the entire sequel trilogy. Like, write a cohesive story for all three movies and then get different directors for each movie, because that's what they did with the Mandalorian and everybody loves the Mandalorian. Well,
1: it's, when you have different people writing a story. You have such different points of view on the story. And so when they switched for one movie and like most of, um, rise of Skywalker, just them trying to undo what the other guy did with return like the last jedi
0: <laughs> exactly and that's another thing i don't like is because there's so many stuff like oh the the, the skywalker saber's broken now nah, we fixed it kylo ren's mask is broken fix- nah we fixed it snoke being dead nah he's just a clone like it felt like the, the whole movie was just like okay ryan did this so we need to fix this 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 and this and then oh don't we're out be- of time quick rush the plot
1: Exactly. Forgot to it's add almost, that. Oh, ooh, sprinkle that in. Rich opportunity, fake death, not actually alive, fake memory wipe, bring it back, do that. <laughs> They're like, they, mmm. Okay. Oh, it's so frustrating. <laughs>
0: One of my biggest points that I don't like about The Rise of Skywalker, well, well, okay, My the two things I really don't like about this movie is that Palpatine came back and the fact that Rey was a Palpatine. Yes. I, I didn't like either of those.
1: Well, the whole question for like six years. Okay, there were like two. There was a year in between each of the movies' release. Trilogy has been going on for six years. Right. The we've whole been, question. We've was been on, on this for a released. long time. It's like who is Rey? And the main theories were Kenobi or Skywalker. And then it was like, oh, she's Palpatine's granddaughter because. Palpatine has kids. What? <laughs> what?
0: No, but did you see they came out and they confirmed that uh, Palpatine's son was actually just a failed Palpatine clone. It's, so Ray is Palpatine's granddaughter. Daughter. What?
1: Air quote, air quote granddaughter.
0: Yeah, I, I, I honestly oh don't God. know what is going on with this movie. And like what? the Raylo kiss at the end, Disney came out and they were like, "Oh, by the way, that was just a friendship kiss." No. Oh, (laughs) you don't just kiss someone because you're friends. No, that's not. That literally defies the logic of kissing someone. But they changed it because the fans were like, Ew, I don't want that.
1: It's just like, what were they thinking? They were like, we're kind of like, ooh, like love interests, maybe like Ray and um, Finn. They're like, ooh, maybe Rey and Kylo Ren. But if Rey and Kylo Ren are related, that wouldn't work. So they could just, like, put her with Finn. And then, like, oh, she's a Palpatine. Oh, they're both evil. They'll both go to the dark side. Oh, no, now he's on the light side. Oh, now she's fighting the dark side. They're doing it together, just like they did in the last movie. So we've, like, changed nothing.
0: (laughs) Exactly. And I feel like Palpatine existing really negates, like, the emotional ending of Return of the Jedi. Because now, you go back, you watch Return of the Jedi, and you're like, oh, Anakin, or Vader, killed Palpatine. That was the end of his arc, bringing balance to the Force. Now it's just, Anakin threw Palpatine down a shaft, and somehow, he survived. And now he's alive again. Did he even say how he survived? Uh, no. The only, okay, the only line of dialogue explaining how he lived is... Uh, I think I think Kylo Ren asks him like, "Well, aren't you dead?" And he's like, "The po- the dark side of the Force is a pathway to many abilities. Sham kuncheta tope unnatural." And that's all they touch on it for the entire two and a half hour movie.
1: You're like, "How are you back?" And he's like, "Magic."
0: The dark side of the Force is a pathway to many abilities. I am back because, <laughs> and then uh, I wouldn't uh. have a problem. With Rey and Kylo being a thing, if, you know, their relationship was actually built up at all?
1: Oh, it was just, like, out of the blue. It really seems like it
0: comes out of nowhere.
1: Well, it's like, we're enemies. She heals him.
0: No, it's not like... She takes a cheap shot at him, too. Like, he's just standing there distracted by Leia, and she's like, Got you in the chest! (laughs) Exactly. And then she realizes Leia died, and she's like, oh, I feel bad. Let me force-heal you. Because I'm yeah, space-Jesus. <laughs> Rey is a complete mess of a character. It is Which sucks, uh, because like... she used to be my favorite character out of the sequel trilogy, and now I just don't she, have one.
1: She was... <laughs> yeah. Uh, Aka's still my
0: favorite. <laughs> See... Actually, no, you know what? I'll go on that one. Chewbacca is my favorite super trilogy (laughs) character. Like,
1: I don't get it because she's like, we're enemies. Oh, I'll heal you because I can. Then we're like, then they're like, friendship kiss. And
0: it's like, what? (laughs) What? (laughs) What? And I mean, I guess it was foreshadowed a little bit in The Last Jedi, like they like Ryan kind of hinted at it, but then JJ was like, "No, no, 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 Ray and Finn."
1: Whoa, no, no.
0: For the fir- for the first half of the movie, he's like Ray and Finn, and then about halfway through writing the script, he was like, "Hold on, but what about Ray and Kylo?" And everybody's like, "Great job, JJ! You are just full of brilliant Dude, uh, ideas. Congratulations!" Oh, they should be friends, but they're gonna have a friend uh. kiss.
1: Love each other, then he'll die. <laughs>
0: yep. Oh my goodness! Five stars. <laughs> ten out of ten. Whoever Lucasfilm approved this needs to be fired. Uh, it it makes no sense.
1: And then they pushed Rose and Finn in the Last Jedi, and, and then, then they wrote
0: like, Rose out oh. of the Rise of Skywalker.
1: And they're like, "Whoa, no one likes Rose." And can just scream Ray's name for the rest of the movie.
0: That's literally the only thing Finn did this entire trilogy. Ray. Hey, Ray, Ray. Somebody put together a compilation of like every time Finn says Ray and it's about 50% of his screen time.
1: Oh my gosh. It's, it's kind of like um, season one of Stranger Things where they just scream Will the whole time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that's another compilation where they're like, Will, Bill, Will, 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 Will. It's like so funny. <laughs> it's horrible from a storytelling point of oh, view. Oh yeah, no,
0: it's terrible. And Okay. Here's my thing is, okay, how do you feel about Rey Skywalker? Like, her calling herself a Skywalker at the end of the movie. I associate myself with a, as a Skywalker.
1: But, like, I think it was one of the greatest memes of
0: 2019.
1: <laughs> okay? That is my take. <laughs> like, uh, I was like, w- what's your name? Rey.
0: Rey, Rey what? who?
1: Rated. <laughs> And like she glances at the ghosts and someone like edited like a ghost ray romano she's like ray romano
0: (laughs) and it's really weird because ray skywalker is it's like what all the fans wanted so why does nobody like it or well there are some people who like it i've gotten in many a twitter debate With people who are like, Ray Skywalker, say it with me, people. And I'm like, no, Ray Palpatine, say it with me, people. Ray Palpatine.
1: Ray Pal- yeah. they are entitled to their opinion as long as they know they're wrong.
0: Yeah, exactly. I'm not like- (laughs) Obviously, I'm not gonna come and, like, egg your house or something because you think Ray is Skywalker. I- I wouldn't have a problem with Ray Skywalker if they didn't play flip-flop with who she is.
1: Actually- I would be okay with it if she was actually a Skywalker.
0: Well, yeah, there's that too.
1: It was like, I'm Ray Skywalker. Leia is my mom. Like, what? Or not Leia, but like, Le- Leia is my grandma. I don't know like, if you what? saw it. I
0: don't know if you saw it in Battlefront Two, but the Ray Skywalker skin in Battlefront Two. At the end, they add a little sentence that's like, "Like, um, and she took on the name Skywalker to honor her masters," which I think is great. I think that's great. But if you're going to do that, you need to make her not a Palpatine. Yeah,
1: well, we're like, oh, it'll be a huge plot twist that she'll be a Palpatine. But you also want to make the fans happy by making her a Skywalker.
0: Hmm. How can so... you do both of these things?
1: Yes. <laughs> so... the, whole sequel trilogy, the whole sequel trilogy is like if two people wrote a um a story they were just told like generally what they want what like it should be then they wrote it and then they just like took random pieces from both stories and then didn't really edit it for continuity like a mad lib <laughs> exactly <laughs> that's how they wrote Rise it of also feels
0: like it also feels like those stories you would tell with your legos when you were like 10 Oh, yeah. And you have, like, all your different characters out, and you're like, oh, I want these two characters to fall in love. They don't have anything in common. Oh, well, who exactly. cares about writing? And you do exactly. it anyway. And Especially like... when you get into, like, the giant space battle, and it's like, ooh, everybody's gonna die. It's all over. And then you're like, ha no. They're not. Huh. And then they're the like, ha but the bad guy has it over again. Ha-ha, <laughs> but no. Oh, ooh, haha. ha it's like, and you're like, how many
1: times can the empire come back? This is stupid. Yeah,
0: the the final fight yeah, is just like it feels like two siblings fighting. Like whenever you fight with your sibling, and you're like, or you're playing a game with them or something, and you're like, ha ha, I've beat you, and then they're like, ah, but no, I've actually been doing this the whole time, so now you're they're losing. Like, what? Exactly, and it's just this back and forth, and it makes no sense. It's.
1: That's exactly what it's like but I will say there is there is a point in Rise of Skywalker where the final battle all of the ships come in they're like I thought we had a chance and I was like oh poor guys then like Lando comes in with the Falcon and then all of the ships like zoom in with him I will say that was a goosebump moment
0: yeah it's not my favorite just because of writing and that like you know, writing stuff, but I will it admit sense. it was a really cool thing to see on the screen.
1: I feel the same way about that as the Holden, the Halden maneuver. I'm like, if I'm, like, visually, I'm like, oh my gosh. I can feel my heart racing. Like, right. technically, does it make sense? not really... <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know.
0: This is kind of my whole thing with The Rise of Skywalker, is it seems like when they announce the movie... They were like, oh, this is, you know, the last sequel trilogy movie. We're going to wrap it up. And then Endgame came out and they saw how good Endgame was. And they're like, oh, by the way, Rise of Skywalker is the conclusion of the entire Skywalker saga. So it's basically mm-hmm. the Endgame of Star Wars. And then it wasn't. Yes.
1: And it may have been bad timing the way Endgame came out. Is <laughs> it, it right before Rise of Skywalker?
0: Well, Endgame came out in April. And Rise of Skywalker came out. So it it wasn't right
1: before. It wasn't right before, but it was before. So Endgame, they were both these incredible conclusions to these, like, super huge universes. Endgame was like, whoa, this is insane. Where Rise of Skywalker was like, see, look, I'm doing it too. See, 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 see. see? Hey, 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 look at me, look at me. Know your favorite characters? They're all back. Yeah, exactly. I don't.
0: And it's... I think if they would have refrained from being like the ending of the Skywalker saga and all of the trailers and media and marketing and stuff, if they would have abstained from doing that, I think I would have liked the movie a lot better.
1: Built it to, the, the, like, if they were <sighs> honest about themselves about how good the movie was, they wouldn't have built it up as much as they
0: did. Exactly. But
1: overall, like, I, I said this probably about every movie we've talked about so far. It's not unenjoyable to watch we'll watch it and then I'm like okay that was that was good that was fine
0: if someone is gonna sit down and watch it like if they've never seen it yeah maybe I'll sit down and watch it with them but I'm kinda in the point where I'm like I'm not gonna go out of my way to watch this movie again I just Mm -hmm. there's so much like why is Lando back for no reason like it was cool but why? Um, and then Leia like, died, finally. But, like, all of her scenes in this movie were kind of weird because they were using old footage and, like, um, they had to improvise with what they had because, you know, Carrie well, Fisher's I un- dead. Well, I
1: understand that part. Like, I'll give them the benefit of the doubt for that because, you know, you they couldn't have Carrie Fisher come in and do, like, rewrites. But also, if you just got it right the first time...
0: <laughs> yeah. Carrie Fisher... Okay. Or not Carrie Fisher. uh, Leia should have died in The Last Jedi when she got sucked out into space. Uh, uh, Or she should have died in The Last Jedi. Because... And I mean, it sounds really bad. Like, oh, this character needs to die. But when you think about, like... Think about Princess Leia as a character. And her send-off is, oh, I'm gonna whisper to Ben and then die.
1: Yeah, I don't... Then, like, think, like, Luke versus Leia. I know Luke has, like, way more power. But, like, Luke had an entire fight had an entire fight with um, Kylo Ren without being there, and that's what took him. But Rey, like, whispered something to him and then was out. Right. So we'll say Leia's death... Leia's death wasn't what hit me hard. It was Chewbacca's reaction.
0: Yes! Yes, that hit me hard because you have to think about it. All of Chewbacca's old friends are dead now. All of it, except for yeah, Lando. And, and I know, and and Lando aren't close. No, they're nowhere near as close as Chewie was with like Luke, Leia, and Han.
1: I sound like like the president of the Chewbacca fan club or something, but <laughs> that's just how I feel. And and I will say thing. Another thing i hate about rise of skywalker is the way they faked you out so many times i hate that they're like they're like chuck is gone and it was ray's fault like okay i hate that he's gone because uh, he's my favorite character
0: (laughs) they wanted your emotional reaction but they didn't want to commit to the action exactly
1: and so like watched it the First time I watched it in theaters, she, like, used the lightning, and I was like, whoa, and then it blew up, and if I didn't have a mouthful of soda, I probably would have audibly screamed.
0: Yeah, the I The sound I, I
1: made was like, it was like an <laughs> and then I swallowed, and so it was like, that's crazy, I can't believe they killed Chewbacca, and then, like, two minutes later, it wasn't even, like, an hour, it was, like,
0: three minutes. <laughs> right. And it like they no never sense. set up the fact that there were two transports on the planet. Like they oh. lead you to believe it's only one. It's another one of those instances where this sibling is like, "Oh no, I accidentally killed this character," and they're like, "Oh wait, just kidding. There was another was- one here the whole time that I forgot about. Oops."
1: It is like it is like you're just like playing with like you. You're playing with Legos and fighting with control. Exactly. You're just like my character. Killed your character. It's like, but my character resurrected.
0: Ha-ha.
1: It's like, it's like a Calvin and Hobbes comic. <laughs> like,
0: can we can we, get, can we talk about the fact that Kylo Ren died twice in this movie? Yeah, he, he got ki- he got killed by Ray. Like he got straight stabbed to the chest. That man was dead.
1: Oh, oh, he was. And then she healed him. And then she healed him. Why? <laughs> uh, I don't. She like... felt bad. Oh, I feel bad. And then, like, don't know if I want them, like, complain about them, like, not killing the character, but I'm like, I don't want them to kill the character.
0: Yeah, it, like, it's that double edged where you're like, oh, I really want them to keep stick to their decision. Then you're like, oh, but dang it, that means this character's gone.
1: That means he's dead. Well, but it's also like, I feel like so many movies and stories. Major plot points are characters' death. Like, there's more you can do to like shock the audience, kill someone.
0: <laughs> like there's been, I've seen some rumors around that they're gonna bring Tony Stark back to the MCU, and shouldn't. I, yeah, I know. As much as I love Iron Man, he is one of my favorite characters in the MCU. I think he should stay dead. Because if you bring him back, you undermine the emotional value. That came from watching his sacrifice in Endgame.
1: Exactly. If it was... If he came back, it would be like... Well, what were those 22 movies for? Exactly. What did we earn, did we earn from spending all that time... Watching these characters develop... Then come to their final arc? Only for them to start at the beginning. And I would feel like my time would be so wasted if he came back.
0: Yeah, I agree. And... I mean, people bring up the argument, well, they killed Peter Parker and they brought him back. Well, yeah, we all knew that all the dusted characters were going to come back anyway. We knew they weren't going to be killed.
1: After the Infinity War came out, and I mean, we've been like spoilering it up. So I feel like it's okay to say this. uh, Spoilers. (laughs) Um, Like everyone was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe they did that to all their characters. And I'm like, oh, coming back. (laughs) realize how terrible of a like corporate decision it would be to kill all of the characters from their last 22 movies and then have them not come back
0: exactly and even like it's some true. of those characters like black panther and the guardians of the galaxy like those are basically mm-hmm. the future of the mcu you can't just kill are, those characters off
1: even before infinity war came out they had like it was announced that they signed on for more movies
0: which i think is dumb, Gal- you should not announce that at all Especially oh, like, if you're going to do something like that with Infinity War.
1: We're like, Guardians of the Galaxy 3 is coming, and then they're like, bye, Star-Lord. And everyone's like, oh my goodness, Not Star-Lord. Lord. And then we're like, well, to be fair, star they would have like had to do all that if Star-Lord wasn't such a jerk. Exactly. So, what we've learned, stick to your decisions. Yep. Your audience will feel cheated.
0: And hire competent writers to write your trilogy, and don't let people fight over it, because that's dumb.
1: I'm going to have J.J. Um, Abrams fill out the Mad Lib that um, the other guy's name wrote. Uh,
0: the other guy um, who wrote The Rise J. of Skywalker? I think it was yeah, yeah. Chris Terrio? Which, by the so, way, <laughs> other movies Chris Terrio is famous for writing is uh, Justice League and Batman vs. Superman. Mm. <laughs> movies that infamously do not stick to their decisions... And are oh, just generally bad. Everyone's like,
1: oh, I'm a DC fan. And I'm like, oh, hi.
0: Not all the and DC like, movies are bad. Wonder, Wonder Woman mean, and Shazam are the only two good DCEU movies.
1: I, I saw Wonder Woman in theaters and I really liked it. I feel like they kind of flaunted Chris Pine a little. But that always bothers me. Uh, I mean, that's kind of the norm now. And, um, I saw, we got Shazam out of the red box. Like my, my whole family watched it. We got like halfway through, but it was like really scary.
0: Oh yeah. No, they bring like, what is it? I think they bring out the seven deadly sins and that's like, whoa, seven deadly sins. whoa. whoa.
1: There, PG, it's a little like, intense. <laughs> Do
0: you see an R rated
1: Star Wars movie in the future?
0: Mm, possibly if Disney got really bold. I think I think Star Wars is their franchise that they're gonna play it really safe. Mm-hmm. And I which which sucks it's because fun. I wanna see them make more innovations like The Mandalorian or even uh Jedi Fallen Order, the game. Like the story in that was oh, pretty cool game. Yeah, I really like okay. Fallen Order. So mm-hmm. I wish they would stop being like, okay, we need to hold on to these characters that already exist and we need to you know keep bringing them in no do something original do something new already proved the mandalorian you don't have to. I don't understand the problem exactly i guess i guess d- depending on how mandalorian season 2 goes would be the next deciding factor like if they have two good like two hit seasons of a show that uses original characters then they're going to be like mm-hmm. okay maybe we can do something here
1: how disappointing would it be if season two of The Mandalorian just sucked?
0: <laughs> I, I'm going to be really disappointed
1: because would, that would be like the biggest letdown of all time,
0: and it would really scare me because I know John Favreau. See, here's the thing: Mandalorian season one was written by John Favreau and Dave Filoni. Mandalorian season two, also written by John Favreau and Dave Filoni they got individual directors to bring their own directorial style and flair to each episode, which is fine. Yes. And I actually think that is a, a really good way of doing things. Because as long as the story is there, it doesn't matter how it gets directed. Oh, yeah. And it's
1: different with movies where it's a bigger deal.
0: Right, and you're investing the... a lot more money into that. So it's... you kind of want oh, it to I be don't...
1: good. I don't know. I mean, the Mandalorian budget was like a Oh, that, like that,
0: that's very true <laughs> which it really it really begs the question where did all of that money like where does they where does that profit come from well i mean
1: because uh, they're not the running budget,
0: ads on disney plus
1: the budget for the mandalorian was 100 million dollars whoa Just Googled it
0: which is insane what is that compared uh, to like i'm gonna look up the budget for the rise of skywalker Like, what is that compared to?
1: This is dangerous. The Rise of Skywalker had 275 million.
0: And it was that bad?
1: Almost, like, almost three times the budget.
0: That's almost a quarter. What is that? Almost a quarter of a billion dollars? Yeah. Wow.
1: Dang, Uh... they sunk a lot.
0: What was the box office for that movie? Because I know it, it did not do well, the box office at all.
1: Is it Skywalker? Yeah. Fox Office. is um if you call not well um a billion dollars <laughs> eh,
0: I mean I mean Disney <laughs> I mean they, they made their money back, but you also have to look like I think it was the lowest performing out of all of the the sequel movies. It
1: was. I mean the Force yeah. Awakens got two billion. The Which Last Jedi
0: came in at 1.3, so it was right above Rise of Skywalker.
1: Rise of Skywalker is 1.074.
0: What did Rogue One make?
1: Oh, this Rogue is One yeah. made
0: one 1 billion.
1: What wow. Awakens made 2 billion. Just shows, like, how big of a deal it was.
0: Solo wow. made 393 million. It didn't even crack a billion. Wow,
1: wow. Well, to be fair, I didn't see it in theaters. Like, I didn't care.
0: <laughs> what was the budget? I don't. If, know it, if, it, if it made, if it made three hundred, what was the budget on that movie? The budget was two hundred and seventy-five million. So it they barely broke even.
1: It made about a hundred mil, which like. It's a lot of money, but on the scale we're talking, that's not good.
0: Yeah, on the scale we're talking, when all the other Star Wars movies Disney's released made over a billion, like, that's not, that's no bueno. Yeah. That's just, that doesn't slide.
1: They, I heard that they were talking about making a series on Disney Plus about Cassian. Rogue One. Yeah,
0: I'm interested to see how that could go. Because obviously it would have he, to be a prequel, because he's dead.
1: He, yeah. I don't know how I feel about that, because I don't really care
0: air like right
1: cassian, cassian was a good character but i don't like he deserve his own series like i'd honestly way rather have an obi-wan series
0: yes i really hope that obi-wan series goes through because there's talks that it's either been canceled or really shortened i no no please please give us the obi-wan series over anything else
1: kind of like the new mutants of star wars like i remember for my 15th birthday i saw ragnarok for Ragnarok in theaters. Nominal movie. But uh, there was a trailer for The New Mutants. And I was like, I just kind of assumed it came out. I'm seeing now it hasn't come out yet because no. it's gotten delayed. I was like, <laughs> it
0: got delayed from 2017 like, until like March of this year. And then the pandemic made it get delayed until I think it's August or September now. Which is hilarious. Some people are just of the opinion that it's never going to come out. It's never going to happen.
1: Like I think it'd be funny if they were they came out one day and just be like, "To be honest, the movie doesn't exist."
0: Yeah, the, I don't know what New Mutants are talking about. Like it's it just it's gone. It doesn't exist anymore. Oh,
1: I mean, like I don't intend to see it, but it's either gonna be horrible or really, really good.
0: Yeah, that's kind of how those movies go. Is well, we that... have yet to talk about Battlefront. Yeah, Battlefront two. Yep. It's been a it's been a trip. It's a A heck of a ride to play
1: Battlefront since release.
0: Yeah, I... Did you pre-order it? I got it,
1: like, a little bit after release, but it wasn't, like, a pre-order huge.
0: So, for me, Battlefront 2 was the first game that I was... It's the first game, and I'm pretty sure right now it's the only game that I've been overly invested in news and stuff. So, when it first got announced back in, um... Sorry, my phone went off. A Yeah, no, it was a, it was announced early 2017, like March or April. Oh, and later
1: than I thought.
0: Yeah, and when they announced it, I was like super on board. Oh, new Battlefront game. I had just gotten my Xbox then, too. So <laughs> I was like, oh, I finally have something I can play it on. And I pre-ordered like the deluxe edition, whatever, the most expensive one. It was like 80 bucks, and... You know, I hyped it up all the way up until launch. I played the beta when that came out. And I was all excited and everything. And then it came out and everybody hated it at launch because of the loot boxes.
1: There was a whole, the whole loot box thing and it was banned in Hawaii. Because oh my gosh, it was, like, I,
0: remember, I remember watching like the world be set on fire because of the loot boxes. Everybody was oh, but, like, this is gambling for children. This should be illegal. Like, it was awful. Uh,
1: be fair, it was pretty bad.
0: Yeah, I, I wasn't a huge fan of the system, which it's mm. funny to say that now because eventually, you know, they switched the system over to being about skill and play time. And by the time they switched it over to that, I had pretty much everything because I, you know, yeah. I grinded I, through the system.
1: I upgraded. I think the first class I got really good at was the officer and I got all my cards at max level. Then they changed the system, and I was like, "Okay, do I have to do this again?" I kind of did, but not really. Then they changed it like another time, and again. And then I think they lost most of their players because it was just like too much. Then, like once, it's so sad that like it has it got such a bad rep upon release because it's such a good game now that it's done.
0: Yeah, yeah, I. I'm really, I'm kind of sad it's done because I feel like there's definitely more they could add to it. Especially, like, in the prequel and the sequel era, they could, well, maybe not in the sequel, but definitely in the prequel era, they could add more, more heroes, more planets. There was more skins, even. There was mm-hmm. more they could add, and I feel like it kind of got cut short because nobody was buying it. If you really think about it, if you had already bought the game, So, think about it. Think about this from EA's point of view. If you were a consumer who already bought it from release back in November 2017, EA got none of my money between now and when I bought it back in 2017. I didn't pay for any cosmetics, I didn't buy any (laughs) of the skins, I didn't pay for any loot boxes, nothing. So, they got no money from me aside from the $80 that I gave them when I initially bought it. Now, think about how many other players were like me who spent no money on the game, and they were just like, I want this skin, I'm going to grind credits for it, which is what I do.
1: Me? I mean, I just...
0: Yeah, it's... Don't
1: spend... I don't buy DLC. That's just not something I like to do. No.
0: I usually don't, because I don't like spending extra money on a game. And, I mean, there's some games that I'll... Yeah, if you give me paid DLC, I'll buy it. Like, uh, did you ever play Battlefront 2015? The first one that EA made?
1: Like... One for the, um, like, the Xbox One? Yeah. Well, okay, there's, like, the old Battlefronts for, like, the original PlayStation. Then um, there's, like, Battlefront 2015, and that's probably one of my favorite games of all time.
0: Yeah. I played Have... Battlefront 2015 like nobody's business.
1: Oh, I... I was, like, I got to the point where I could use, like, a jump pack and a pulse cannon and then, like, <laughs> snipe, like, no yes, one's business. me too. It was one of those jerks that would, like, you would, like, angrily message on Xbox Live, like, how dare you? <laughs> use, like, back-to-bomb, all this oh, amazing stuff. I had such stuff. a
0: great loadout. Like, I I oh. basically perfected that game. And, I, see, that's um, a game that I bought the DLC for. Mainly That's because all of my other friends were playing, who were playing it had the DLC and I wanted to play on those, you know, DLC maps with them. But I didn't mind paying 20 bucks or whatever for the season pass and getting... Because
1: it wasn't crazy expensive. Like right. $20 is a lot. Like, I mean, I said this before. I wasn't really an... On- or no, I never said this, like, when recording. I wasn't... I'm not much of an online gamer because, like, the, the connection is weird to me. Like, where you talk to other people in the game, I think that's really weird.
0: Yeah.
1: And, like, I loved playing Battlefront Online because it was just like doing a ton of people on your team, but it wasn't like, all right, squad, let's go. Right. It you was, don't have to was, talk like, to them. You had like this, you had your emotes, and those were like, f- were fun. It was like, it was so safe.
0: <laughs> exactly. It was so
1: much fun. And the Bespin DLC.
0: Bespin oh. DLC is the best DLC.
1: It is by far the best DLC, and I i think, last time I checked, I have a month of playtime on that
0: game. On Battlefront 2?
1: No, the original.
0: <laughs> oh, hold on. I think I still have the Xbox app on my phone somewhere, because I'm going to try to find step. it, because I have a ton. I have a ton of playtime oh, on both of those games. I don't know how much...
1: I'm too scared to check for Battlefront 2. The original Battlefront, I had so much playtime, and... To be fair, like, I, me and my dad still play it sometimes, because, like, some of the survival missions in that game, oh, so much fun.
0: hmm I agree.
1: Like, some of the best offline play of any game I've ever played.
0: Yeah, and, I mean, right now, for me, what I'm doing in Battlefront 2 is... I'm trying to get that Darth Maul skin, because they, reve- or they added that Darth Maul skin that's, like, really new, or whatever... From the Clone Wars. And I want it. And you have to get 5,000 kills as any dark side hero. To unlock that skin. So I've been grinding at it for almost a month now. And I'm only at 2,000 kills.
1: My problem was. I was never super invested in the skins. I was more about the cards and the blasters. And my problem was. I was terrible at playing heroes. I would always just play infantry. And then like let my battle points rack up. (laughs) And so. I like. I have almost none of the hero stuff unlocked, but, like, all of the infantry classes are, like, fully maxed out. <laughs> yeah,
0: and I really love that they mysteriously uh, upped the level gap to, like, 700 on all of the classes. So, like, my oh. officer is 160-something, and my Darth Maul is 95. Like, th- th- the levels are just... They there, bu- like, they're like, we need you to do something with all this experience. Yeah, uh,
1: and so, like... Even when you max out, you're still leveling up. I think my Heavy just got to like 105 or something. My Officer's at like 130. Yeah, just... I never
0: play the Heavy class. I, it's not my favorite.
1: The I only do it for the Detonite charge because it's hilarious.
0: <laughs> I do that with Han it's Solo. Like... I just throw it down, I leave it for a second, and when someone walks over it, Boom! <laughs> oh, got I trolled. mean, there,
1: there are there were, like, times when I only got, like, three people in a game because I was just trying to use the Detonite charge the whole time. I'd just be, like, camping and, like, right when that perfect person comes by, they just, like, fly across the map
0: and it's hilarious. So, for playtime on Battlefront 2015, the first one, I have 325 hours. Now, okay, that's not on terrible. Battlefront 2... Which this number is still growing. I have 621. Wow. Yeah, it is the... Oh. Well, actually, I don't think it's the game I've played the longest because I think I've played Minecraft for like 1,000 or something.
1: Oh, uh, if I've played Minecraft on too many devices to really track.
0: Yeah. If I added it all up, uh, it's probably like 2,000.
1: There are times when I've played Minecraft for like 8 hours in a day. <laughs>
0: yep. It's, it, Minecraft is an addicting game.
1: Is and like I know this is technically about Star Wars, but you know it's okay. Um, It's fine. It's fine. It's one of the only games that I'm okay with wasting time.
0: I can understand that.
1: Minecraft, Animal Crossing, and occasionally Battlefront Two. It's like the three games that I could play for hours, not be like, ugh, I just played video games for hours. Right. It's just
0: best. What were we talking about? Battlefront Two i think so how much time i've spent on that game just you know
1: it is a total of 25 days Jeez. 600 hours dang 600 hours is 25 days
0: so you're like right behind me i'm almost at 26 days yeah like it's hard know. to believe it's
1: so much fun
0: i played it non-stop when it first came out like it that sounds first... so
1: bad when you say 25 days.
0: Yeah, <laughs> but, but, like, but you also have to think, that's spread out over three years.
1: So, like, I'm not going to be on my deathbed. Like, if I didn't play Battlefront, I could have lived for another month. Like, yeah, no. I'm I mean,
0: what, 25 days something. out of, what is that, 365 times 3? Three, 25 never days out of 1095? Like, I don't think that's a little crazy.
1: Oh. No. That's pretty oh, reasonable. It, like, you enjoyed wasting is not time wasting
0: right i remember when it first came out it back it like it came out and it backed right up to my thanksgiving break so i was able to oh, just game the entirety of thanksgiving break and then what right you- after that 2 weeks later was my christmas break
1: oh so you were grinding from yeah, the beginning i was grinding
0: i was like all right <laughs> we out of here <laughs> and i still Man. have the they have like a pre-order skin for ray and kylo that i have that nobody can get because it's a pre-order only skin and i feel so privileged even though i don't ever use either of those skins
1: everyone everyone look at this amazing thing that you don't have ha! i use once a year.
0: Ah, look at you you don't have this even though i only use it like once a year but do you play starfighter assault like do you play with the ships at all No, <laughs> because like
1: i was um it was a big thing in the first battlefront 2 was um the first battlefront as well or like that's that's um uh, one of my dad's favorite things is like starfighter games and we used to play we play together a lot and so like i can't like when the death star dlc came out and like had to like do the game where you were flying the ship before you got into the death star That made me so annoyed because I was terrible at flying the ships.
0: Yeah, I didn't like the forced flying because I also sucked at flying the ships and it was just kind of like it ruined my, as much as it Mm. sounds like dumb, but I cared about my kill, kill death ratio. So it really just ruined that for me because I kept dying in the ship Mm. and then I would have to go super crazy playing the, you know, normal, like on the ground.
1: Yeah, I remember death star dlc came out when um my family was moving so like the day it came out it was home alone for like it was home alone like all day dang so i had like i had like eight hours logged the day it came out i feel that which sounds terrible but i don't care
0: oh you know what else i got with the pre-order i got to play it early because ea did this thing where they were like so we're gonna turn the servers on on November fourteenth. If you pre-order the Super Duper Deluxe Edition, uh, which is what I pre-ordered, so sounds basically, like basically you paid an extra twenty bucks to play the game three days early, and then
1: That's not, that sounds pretty worth it.
0: And then, oh yeah, no, I got like twenty hours out of it, and I finished most of the campaign. And but be, oh, and, yep. and before that, and before that, like two weeks, but like the first week in November. They were like, oh, if you sign up for EA Access, you can play it for, I think they gave you like 15 hours or something. Is awesome. <laughs> So awesome. So what I did was I signed up for EA Access, which was five bucks for the month. I signed up for fun. it. I played the game for however long the trial period was. And then as soon as my trial period was expired for Battlefront, uh, I canceled EA Access and I got my five bucks back
1: you caught it back
0: yep yep they refunded me oh which is so True, dumb played. it's
1: like your um your spotify time before ads come back
0: yep it's like oh all right i'm done i'm not paying for this anymore <laughs> and then what then i just played it that was the last game i i think that was the last game i bought at gamestop
1: oh poor gamestop
0: i don't buy games at gamestop anymore i go to target or amazon
1: Mainly been buying games like whenever we do, which is pretty rare, because most of the games that come out, like we just don't really care about.
0: Yeah, I so like that.
1: we got we got Fallen Order, but we just got it off like the Xbox Store because it's so
0: convenient. Yeah, I bought Fallen Order on Amazon because it was cheaper. It was like mm-hmm. forty instead of sixty on the Microsoft Store. So, I bought it there and I got it digitally because I couldn't I couldn't be bothered to go out and get the disc, which yeah. was $10 cheaper than the digital, by the way. I could have gone out the next oh. day, but I was like, "No.
1: no. I don't want to
0: wait. No." Speaking of fallen order, mm-hmm. I really love that game. Like
1: I've played like most of it, maybe about 40%. I've been kind of sucked into Animal Crossing. Same. But I really like like what I've played. We'll say there was one level that I tried to play. The reason I stopped playing for like a month was because there's this one level I could not beat. I got so frustrated with it. And I came back after a while, and then I had to turn the difficulty down to beat it. And it was I... like,
0: <laughs> like a shameful gamer movement where you have to turn the difficulty down. I So what I love about Fallen Order is it really like, you really have to learn the combat system to be good at the game. Yes,
1: it's not just, like, button meta.
0: Yeah, like, Battlefront, I mean, they changed it a little bit with the heroes where you have stamina now. But with Fallen Order, if you just run in and you start, you know, swinging your lightsaber all around, the stormtroopers will parry you, and then they'll hit oh, absolutely. you. absolutely. So you have to be smart about, like, okay, parry, strike, parry. And, you know, it may take longer to kill a boss because you can't just run in all willy-nilly, like other games but it's it was honestly as frustrating as it was to keep dying to a system that i loved it was it made the game so much more enjoyable than if i had you know just a spammy system
1: it it doesn't it takes far less time when you turn the difficulty down i promise you that yeah (laughs) i turned it on story mode
0: (laughs) yeah there's a setting i was like for people who want to enjoy the story and i was i did the i did the setting like right above that
1: that's the one I was on, but I could not do it.
0: <laughs> I want to turn. I want to play it again and turn it up to a higher difficulty, but I feel like that's just going to frustrate me even more. Yeah.
1: On Order gave us the campaign that Battlefront lacked.
0: Exactly. The Battlefront campaign was so hyped up as like, oh, you get to play as the Empire. And then like a quarter of the way through, they were like, ha, huh, just kidding. You converted. Oh. You're a rebel now.
1: Like The Inferno Squad, wonderful idea. Yeah, it was love so cool. I love that idea was awesome then like i love the characters like i really liked all of the agents and like their character development and whatnot and like it's it sounds stupid but i really liked that two of them got married
0: i you know what i don't really
1: it was like it's just like it was kind of a pixar moment where you're like oh
0: did you play um, the dlc like the the extra for the campaign oh
1: we're like we're just like in the future yeah i did I just
0: I I just watched all the cutscenes to get the story out of it. I couldn't I couldn't be bothered to go through the campaign. Uh,
1: Will say in vain of like The Last Jedi. I am I do feel like I should have done something in The Last Jedi that explained this like the start of the movie a little more. You weren't like, "Oh, I played Battlefront. I know what's happening." There's yeah. like, "I didn't play Battlefront. What is this?"
0: Exactly. And you would have had to play, like, the Battlefront DLC, like, right before you saw the movie. Because it came out a couple days before the movie did. So you would have had to, like, jump right on that to get that. And I think that's dumb.
1: I understand it's a big story. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh. Just do what The Hobbit did and make it, like, three and a half hours.
0: Did you see that Ilum, the planet from Fallen Order, is actually starkiller Base? really yeah there's a point where like if you get to a certain point in the story and you go back to ilum you can see like the carving out of where the middle of Starkiller base is My like you goodness. can see where they carved out the middle to do all the mining stuff and then where they would put in the giant laser it's really cool
1: i did not know that that's really cool
0: yeah see see do stuff like that that was cool like that, wow. that kind of felt like an MCU on, moment where they're dropping little Easter eggs. I'm saying
1: there is there is some Easter eggs in like Rise of Skywalker. Like this is, it hurts my heart to say this, but Rise of Skywalker was the last Star Wars movie that John Williams is going to compose.
0: Oh, I don't like that. What's that?
1: It hurts my heart. And Although I feel like it'll the never... other
0: people, the other people who have done Star Wars music aren't terrible. Oh, no. like Michael Star Wars Giacchino. Giacchino? He did great stuff for Rogue One. Absolutely.
1: Like, it's kind of like generic cinematic music, where, like, if you played, like, the Star Wars soundtrack, you'd be like, oh yeah, John Williams. But if you played, like, some random cinematic music that sounded exactly the same, you'd be like, maybe John Williams, I don't know.
0: (laughs) Is this John Williams? I'm not entirely sure.
1: Yeah, I don't care. But John Williams played the bartender in Rise of Skywalker. Really? He was in the shot for, like, two seconds.
0: Huh. (laughs) Nerd alert! <laughs> I under I understand that.
1: What what's the name of
0: your podcast? Two nerds. Oh, that's right. We're two oh. nerds talking about Star Wars.
1: And Marvel and a wrinkle in time and yeah, yeah. Reason General you know, and All the
0: all this other stuff. Battlefront 2, <laughs> Minecraft. Animal, I mean, Animal Crossing, Minecraft. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We just we cross all of the boundaries. We are just generally speaking although i will <laughs> not one change the i will not change the thumbnail <laughs> I, I i edited that thumbnail together and i thought i was like so what if we stray away from star wars do i need to change the thumbnail i was like no i'm gonna leave it you not
1: know how clickbait
0: works <laughs> yeah exactly exactly i gotta lure them in under false pretense that they're gonna get this no you're getting something else
1: you're getting something like this. It's like this, but less, more off-topic and a whole lot more spoilers.
0: Yeah! I don't know. Do you have anything else to say about Star Wars? Any more controversial opinions to throw out there? Other than the fact that you haven't watched any of the Clone Wars at all.
1: Okay, people hate me for that. They're like, what? How do you live your day-to-day life? Hey, I'm okay. Like, I and- the way I see it... Like, Star Wars is a big thing in a lot of people's lives. Like, the people I talk to that don't like Star Wars, like, never watched it, like, as a kid and have no emotional attachment. Like, my, both of my parents love Star Wars, and so I just kind of grew up, like, into this family of, like, wearing Star Wars t-shirts as normal. And just, like, saying hello there every time (laughs) you walk in the room.
0: Did you ever watch Star Wars Rebels or are you kind of like in the same vein of I've, you haven't seen that either?
1: I may have seen one episode because it was just like on Disney XD one day. I'm just like, I don't know. I have trouble getting into animated shows. I don't know what it is about it. Or like, I have to, like, I don't know. I have to pay way more attention to an animated show.
0: That's understandable.
1: I love The Simpsons. It's that's what I'm watching on Disney Plus right now. People are like, oh, like I don't think the Clone Wars is like a kid's show. Like oh, that's no, one of the mo- it's
0: definitely not.
1: That's one of the big like big no no's to say <laughs> about the Clone Wars. Yeah, I just don't have I never watched it because we cut our cable when I was young.
0: <laughs> oh, that's not that yeah, um,
1: yeah. So I watched Arthur, the electric company, Fetch with Ruff Ruffman. Was those were my shows? The PBS Kids shows were my jam.
0: I I feel that I feel that my my mom's philosophy was if it's not on Disney, like Disney Junior or whatever, and PBS Kids, I wasn't allowed to watch it.
1: It was like they Disney back then.
0: Oh yeah, that's right. They like recently changed it.
1: Oh, I still got to see like I watched watched like Hannah Montana, Sweet Life of Zach and Cody, and I'm, like Life those of are Zach good shows. And
0: Cody. Sweet Life of Zack and Cody and Sweet Life on Deck was basically my childhood.
1: Oh, they're such good shows. Then, like, I caught the tale. Like, I watched some of Jesse, but I was kind of growing out of it. Then, like, I saw a couple episodes of Austin and Ally. I
0: which... just finished my rewatch of Austin and Allie. It, it, the, these, like, teenage sitcoms or whatever, reality TV, they're, they mm. do not age very well.
1: No, oh, they really don't. We had some friends over and we watched a couple episodes of Austin and Allie just for the heck of it. And we are like, this is so bad.
0: Yeah, you watch it and especially as like a writer, you look at it and you're like, mm-hmm. oh, this is just like, absolutely like, awful. It's like, yikes. <laughs> then it's like,
1: I don't know. It's just painful and it's so funny at the same time. Because yeah. Allie's, de- Allie's, like, what, 14? And her dad's like, I'm off for the weekend. Have fun, like, running this music store. Yeah, like do whatever. Whoa. You're like, hold
0: on, hold on. I, well,
1: <laughs> like, I understand, like, the audiences of that shows are, like, you know, most kids' shows have, like, little to none parents because that's not why the kids would watch it.
0: Yeah. Come on. Exactly.
1: That's it, then.
0: Yeah, I think I think we're... We're fresh out of Star Wars hot takes. It
1: spiraled, it spiraled into Disney Channel shows.
0: Yeah, we we really like took took the 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 ending thread here was uh, Disney Channel shows.
1: I mean, that's how you get the watch hours up.
0: Exactly. I could probably like, do a whole podcast just on Disney Channel shows alone. Oh,
1: absolutely. Please invite me for that. Oh hour. yes,
0: yes. We have to do that now. <laughs> just an entire oh. episode dedicated to talking about like, old Disney it's like Channel four shows. Hour- it's like four hours long. It has to be. It has to be a tier list video, though. Too, like yes. we talk about it as we rank. I'm setting this up for the perfect idea. Okay, please do. <laughs> this is brilliant. Well, for the time being, we're gonna end it here. This was our Star Wars Marvel movie gaming talk. Thank you, Jackson, for coming on and talking it's with so me. Fun. I had a lot of fun. Uh, where can people it's find fun. you if they want to, you know, see your oh, stuff? I'm on.
1: Uh, I'm on YouTube at The Glass Studios. I'm on Instagram as The Glass Studios. I'm on Facebook as The Glass Studios. But no one really uses Facebook, so
0: Yeah, Facebook is for old people.
1: Yeah. That's what <laughs> that's a big audience for me. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: oh so, uh, you can uh, I make a lot of really fun really fun videos. I write and direct and star and edit everything myself. So I work really hard, and so seeing everyone watching it makes me happy. So,
0: yeah, definitely go watch his stuff; it's great. And obviously, you can Thank subscribe you. to me here, Nick with no K, if you're subscribe to him. If you're listening on YouTube, or if you're watching, or I guess listening on Spotify or whatever, you can subscribe to me on Nick with no K Podcasts Go out there an hour before everywhere else. So if you want to get them just that mm-hmm. that smidge bit earlier. You can go You're check like it easy. out there. Yeah, exactly. Just like- <laughs> um, yeah, and obviously you can check me yeah. out. Instagram, Twitter, all that stuff will be linked. Jackson's channel will be linked. So that's cool. Ooh. If I remember to do it, I probably will. So,
1: yeah, thanks again. <laughs> <Very
0: good. laughs> if I remember, I might forget. Who knows? <laughs> Anytime you want me to come back, I am f- oh free. <laughs> yes, we-, we have to do another one at some point. All right. So Thank thanks so again much. for coming on. Thank you, everyone, for listening. You know where to find me. This has been Two Nerds Podcast, and I will talk to all of you next time. Peace right. out.